The Oxford languages define identity as the fact of being a person or thing. According to the World Bank ID40 data, over a billion people around the world do not have an official proof of identity. Now, in Asia Pacific, up to 20% of the population lacks an ID. Even as governments raise to implement national digital identities, private sector service providers like banks or insurance companies are not always able to make use of these ID systems features even where the public entities can do so. In less developed sectors of economies, the challenges is even more significant, reflecting broader gaps in digital infrastructure, capacity, access, and literacy. Juniper Research estimates that by 2024, governments around the world will have issued 5 billion digital identity credentials. The question becomes, will private sectors embrace these by then? The follow-up question to this would be, how do we securely access, use, and manage these identities? In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Kwa Tseng Wei, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Accredify, to talk about digital identities and what he calls verifiable identity. Tseng Wei, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan, for having us today. Happy to share what we have. Let's start from the base again. Define for us what identity is in the context of today's digital economy and how many identities can one person have that can be used to authenticate him or her? It's interesting that, Alan, you mentioned multiple identities. So for me, that is the problem of our current world, where each individual are viewed as a new person whenever they have an interaction with a new company. So identities in the new digital world, to me, is one where you are the centric of all the interactions, and having one single identity will get you access to different ecosystems, to different services around the world. From the perspective of Accredify, what exactly is verifiable identity? What problems does it solve? And is this the only approach to solving the same problem? For us, verifiable identity is one where you can control what you have and you can control who you want to share them with. So a verifiable identity contains documents or credentials that are issued using the blockchain technology, giving the information and data a special characteristics of being tamper-proof and traceable back to the source. And these verifiable identities then give anybody the access to the documents and have an idea who this person is, what they have in terms of education, qualifications, healthcare records, such as your COVID-19 compliance health status, and what they own, such as automobile licenses or even insurance plans. So to us, verifiable identity in itself is not really an end state, but rather an enabler to establish data ownership and consent management for an individual. I think with verifiable identities, it decouples identification of a person and knowing what they own. On the other hand, these approaches today are not possible and they they often connect who you are and what you have and enable you to only share all the information without any discretion. So to us, this new approach is only possible today because of distributed ledger technology that allows for a decentralized mechanism to prove ownership without having to establish a chain of trust. And this is important. Who exactly owns the identity in this concept of verifiable identity? And from the perspective of an enterprise, a business, where does this sit within the organization's identity security strategy? Today, 
most organization goes through a process that we call KYC and this process may differ depending on the risk level of the business and services provided. So verifiable identities can actually help organizations to very quickly establish a new relationship with a new user, a new client or individuals without having to go through lengthy authentication process. And by virtue of this, we can realize that the identities now are controlled and centric around the individual instead of organizations. For example, someone applying for a job with verifiable identities and credentials, the employers simply have to scan a QR code to be able to extract all the required information and to verify the certificate and the content within to know that it is true. It actually relieves organizations from being custodian of data for their users and again, allow individuals to control what they want to share and who they want to share them with. I think the most important part is to realize that verifiable identities are not constrained to the level of an individual. It can also be expanded to the same organization and allow them to have their own corporate identity. And you will, you will realize that this will come in especially useful with certain KYC or KYB processes in high-stake, high-value business scenarios such as an investment, an M&A, or vendor acquisition. If I take the perspective of the enterprise, what would be the benefits? Why would an enterprise consider adopting verifiable identities as part of their approach to securing the enterprise? And if you could look at it from the perspective that the CIO and the CISO, or Chief Information Security Officer, as well as the Compliance Officer. For longest time, consumers like you and I, we have always struggled with identity identification verification, especially when we apply for accounts or opportunities, be it for a job, for credit cards, for loans, for insurance, so on and so forth. And that is precisely because our information are being siloed by the different organizations that we interact with. For example, in order to prove that I qualify for a certain job, my potential employer would then have to reach out to the Education Institute that I went to and then in order to obtain that credential and verify that it's true. However, with verifiable identity, that entire process can be streamlined into a single scanning of a QR code. So that brings me to my first point and the benefit across the entire chain, which is better user experience from onboarding all the way to offboarding. And that, what I've explained is more on the onboarding side and that actually translates all the way down to offboarding where companies are no longer the custodian of the data. So even during the offboarding process, because the individual owns the original data, they simply allowed the company to get access to it. They then can be offboarded in a much quicker and much secured way. And of course, internally speaking for CIOs and cybersecurity teams, this entire construct really reduced their exposure to breach of data protection regulations. That is by design as much as it's meant because of how it's constructed. If you look at it, traditionally, companies, in order to authenticate information, they often have to expose their database through different channels like an API or certain front end. However, with these verifiable identities, that control is then passed on to the individual and that individual are the ones that consent to the data sharing. And because of that, the original organization no longer need to open up these access points and hence become less
less exposed to any breaches. And of course, from a security standpoint, each of these data points are verifiable, immutable, and tamper-proof at each data field level. And what that means is information won't be changed as the organization passed the information down the chain. So with that in mind, from a tech perspective, security lower, of course, better user experience, as well as a lower exposure to breach of data protection. Interesting benefits there. Just a quick side question here. Where does the process begin to adopt this uh, verifiable identity approach? From a blockchain perspective, an identity on the blockchain can be defined as a private-public key pairing. So instead of the traditional government identity that you have and I have, we instead look at people as private and public key on the blockchain itself. And of course, we don't expect companies and individuals to have the capabilities or the understanding to do such control and management on their own. So that is really where Accredify comes into play. We act as a bridge for Web2 ecosystems and Web3 ecosystems to interact with each other. We provide enterprise-grade tools to the enterprises that are residing in Web2 databases to easily send data to us, either through REST API in the form of JSON or even other forms of file format that they are comfortable with like XML, XLS. And what we do then is to convert them into the required and compatible format. And after which, we are also the ones that manage the private and public key infrastructure for these organizations in order to add the proof and relevant information onto the blockchain. By adding X the bridge, we enable enterprises to very easily interact and create identities on the blockchain. Does this addition of a third party, in this case, a Credify, does it introduce any friction in terms of completing a transaction or even latency, for example, in terms of how a transaction is conducted? That is a very interesting problem that we have today. In terms of latency, if you look at the blockchain itself, there is always a time lapse as compared to traditional Web2 technologies. So in order for a proof to be done on the Ethereum blockchain, for example, it takes about 10 minutes per block. And usually we are looking at you know certain use cases that require a much higher throughput. And such block bottleneck are usually solvable by using other technologies like side chains or even a mix of off and on hybrid model. So in Accredify, we did the latter where we adopt a hybrid on and off chain model that allowed us to very quickly enable transactions to be signed in an off chain perspective. And then after that, we are the one that optimize it by anchoring and appending the information onto the blockchain on a required and as quick as, required, as we can basis without having to compromise on the efficiency of the organization themselves. So by adding us actually because of the technology supremacy that we have, it actually reduced the latency rather than increase. Now, last question for you. Now, there are quite a number of organizations offering verifiable identity solutions out there, I would imagine. And over time, there'll be more of them. How does the organization and the enterprise decide which approach, which provider would be the best to partner with for them? And can they partner with multiple uh, solutions providers such as Accredify, given that maybe they operate globally around the world or should they stick with one company? 
I think the beauty of Web3 is actually perfect interoperability between the different ecosystem. And having said that, that means from an individual perspective, they don't have to worry about accessing different identities and being taken away and being siloed in each of them. So for us, we adopt the same perspective and the same mindset. And we think that the future is one where the consumers get to, get to decide which identity works best for them. And as such, I think you will boil out to two different reasons why consumers may choose a certain identity. Number one, it will be purely UI UX. Now, who can provide the best experience all the way from you know collecting a verifiable documents or credential to presenting a verifiable credential and then using it down the road. So UI UX would then be one of the most important parts when it comes to identity. And second, it's actually the downstream integrations that is made available to these identities. For example, a verifiable QR code that we issue today for the healthcare industry gets you access to more than 200 airlines and cities around the world in terms of COVID compliance. And what that means is that enterprises that work with us can enable their users to have identities that also have the partnership network that we have established. So to me, in the long run, consumers will have to decide which works best for them. And again, it boils down to who has the best UI UX and who has the best downstream integrations. Tengwei, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan, for having us. That was Kwa Tengwei, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Accredify on the topic of intelligently verifying digital identities. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.